celebrating 25 years of Jaguars football. It's intercepted! Mike Peterson's got it. He's on the run to the outside. He's at the five. Touchdown, Mike Peterson! It is Wednesday, December 18th. This is Jaguars Happy Hour. Jaguars Happy Hour is presented by the Fields Auto Group. And now, former Bat Boy Apprentice to MC Hammer. Can't touch this. J.P. Shadrick. Welcome in. Jaguars Happy Hour presented by the Fields Auto Group. My name's J.P. Shadrick. His name is John Osier. Thank you for being with us today. Here's what's coming up on the program. Falcons week is underway. Yes, it is. Yeah, it the is. Jags and the Falcons coming up Sunday in Week 16 in Atlanta. Locker room reaction to the NFLPA letter. We'll hear from some guys today, including Avery Jones, who had some notable comments that uh, are exclusive to this show in just a few moments, in fact. Uh, Chris Conley in studio. I'm sure that topic will come up with him as well. And his two touchdowns in Oakland last week. And players to watch. We will pick players that you should watch on Sunday. That's all coming up. Hi, John. How are you, bud? Hi, J- James Patrick. Yeah, How that's are you? not it. The second one's right. <laughs> um, this is um, the, the eventful day, obviously, after all the news of the, the last day or so. The first time in the locker room hearing yeah. from these guys. And I, I think there were some notable comments from a bunch of different guys today. Yeah, there were. And a lot of them were candid. And, uh, you know, the fine thing, the NFLPA thing, it's it's – it's a separate thing from what's going on inside the locker room. I think I think you saw in Oakland after that game, these guys are playing for each other. They're playing hard. It's not affecting what's going on on the field, uh, but it it's it's a huge issue off the field, and uh, you know it it's going to be a topic I think until the end of the season when the organization says here's what we're doing going forward. At that point, I assume more big players, Shad Khan, uh, higher ups, et cetera, et cetera, will address it at some point. I, I think the feeling right now is now is not the time, even though it feels like to a lot of people that it would be the mm-hmm. time. But in terms of the team and getting this season done, feels like, hey, we're, we're not talking about it right now. We're going to talk about when when they feel it's appropriate. I feel like that's where we are. I I would say probably address it publicly. I'm sure there's being oh. addressed behind the scenes. Yeah, without question. I'm yes. I meant yes. there well, the are fans who are, or whatever. Right? We've got to hear from somebody now. We got to hear somebody now. And I get the the need to do that, but uh, you know, I, I I would assume the thought is, hey, let's not take anything more than we have to away from what's going on in the field by creating you know more buzz by us saying something. Let's let it play out, and I will address it when, again, they feel it's appropriate. Uh, I assume that's where they're at. Let's hear from head coach Doug Marone. He got it started today, and in his opening comments, uh, discussed what everybody was going to ask about anyway. You know, I made a conscious decision that I wasn't going to get myself wrapped up in this, to learn everything about it, to be able to speak about it. Um, But I do will tell you this, that – you know, I'm focusing on, you know, getting this team ready, trying to play, trying to, you know, show that I, I'm deserving of a job. I mean, that's the truth. Um, and that's where my focus is. And uh, like I said before, if, if things happen at the end and I have time to look into it and find it, shoot, you guys know I'll stand up here and I'll answer all your questions on it. But right now, that, that, that's not my focus. I'm trying to, to save, save, save everyone. 
you know, the players and the coaches. I thought Doug Marone was um, was very, very good today when yeah. uh, addressing all this because every question in the press conference after this opening statement, except for one, was about the PA yeah. letter today. Well, and I think most people who watch this show follow this team extensively. So they, they know that Doug has been put in a situation to talk about a lot of things this year that he really didn't have a whole lot of control over. So that has been an issue. Um, I think what Doug said about his focus, uh, maybe some people who follow it casually may look at that and say, well, obviously he's talked to people about it. You know, Doug really, from the time a game ends to the time the next game ends, is the plate is full for a head coach. I do believe him when, if, if he had spent Monday and Tuesday in meetings trying to talk to people and, and quote unquote get to the bottom of something mm-hmm. regarding this, well, all of a sudden, that's a huge chunk of his percentage of, of, of pie time, if you will, um, spent on this issue that doesn't do any players or coaches any good. So while I'm sure there are conversations going on elsewhere around the building, people yes. who aren't involved in game day operation or in, in the preparation for a game, I believe Doug when he says, hey, you know, I've only got so many hours in a day. To sit in a meeting and try to get to the bottom of something that happened way, whenever, yeah. uh, I do believe him when he says that would take so much time away from what he's trying to get at. And again, we're not really talking about the issue that people want to talk about, but that's the quote we just played from Doug. Uh, I don't think there's any question he's telling you up front how he's approaching it. All right. Well, we'll hear from some guys in the locker room coming up in just a little bit, including Avery Jones and A.J. Boyer. We'll take a timeout, though, and come back with Chris Conley, our regular co-host and a special guest from the locker room in just moments. We're off and running. It's Jaguars Happy Hour presented by the Fields Auto Group and the Jaguars Digital Network. Step up to luxury now. Hello, I'm Dan Fields. Whatever you're driving, you can step up to luxury now. Plus, get our Fields amenities, which include complimentary loaners, car washes, and our cafes. Make this your year to step up to luxury at Fields Cadillac, Mercedes-Benz, Porsche, Land Rover, Jaguar, and Lexus. When it comes to the ultimate car buying experience, there's only one name that matters. Fields. And Fields matters because you matter. The Fields Auto Group, proud partners of your Jacksonville Jaguars. Workers' compensation and auto injury claims can be a hassle. Getting your prescriptions shouldn't be. At Smart Workers Pharmacy, they provide free home delivery of prescriptions with no upfront cost or hassle for the patient. They work with insurance companies and attorneys to handle the paperwork so you can focus on what's most important, getting better. If you're injured on the job or in an auto accident, ask your prescriber to send your prescriptions to Smart Workers Pharmacy. Visit smartworkerspharmacy.com to learn more. The official pharmacy of the Jacksonville Jaguars. At ViStar, we believe in better, especially in helping build a better financial future for our members. So we've reviewed our offerings from the ground up. We've lowered or eliminated over half our fees and enhanced our already competitive rates, saving members more than a million dollars this year, in addition to the millions we save them every year. If you believe that saving money is better, join ViStar. We never forget that it's your money. All loans subject to approval, insured by NCUA. You've reached the Rookie Support Hotline. This is Peyton Manning. 
Your commitment to keeping Sunday laundry-free is truly inspiring, and Tide is committed to your commitment. You're making the world a better place for our rookies one week at a time. They grow up so fast. Remember, there are plenty of other days of the week, and Tide is America's number one detergent for all of them. If it's laundry night, it's got to be Tide. Welcome back, Jaguars Happy Hour, presented by the Fields Auto Group. Our regular co-host with us. He's really the, the main host of the show. He really is. It's his show. We're the we co-host. just work here. We're the co-host. He's the yeah, main host. I'm only, I'm only on here for 10 minutes. Chris Conley. It's just me. Well, you can be on as long as you'd for like. 10 minutes. It's your show. Hi, Chris. What's up? What's going on? Uh, it's good to be here uh, again today uh, after uh, a win. It's a great thing. It's always a... A good feeling to be here, and uh, joined by none other than Michael Walker, the man himself, uh, the great white hope, as they say. It is. <laughs> well, I appreciate you having me. Good to have you here, man. Yeah, Welcome it. in. Thank Welcome you. I've uh, heard, heard a lot about this show. So Have you? Yeah. Have you really? Yeah. The, the word spreads. Huh? Hasn't a, yeah, I think maybe Hasn't my roommate been it? on from Andrew? Yeah. 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 Dewey's been, been on. A lot of guys yeah. on. There's been a lot of guys in our receiver room have been on. Uh, Keelan Cole is adamant that he won't come on. Uh, he walked away from you when you oh, were trying wow. to bring him in. Yeah, I've, I probably yes. asked Keelan probably five different occasions. That's crazy. To which he said no and just literally walked off uh, from me and not okay. said another word the rest of the day. We'll remember so, that. Uh, yeah. He must have known I was involved with it. That's probably something yeah, to do know. with that. I don't know. Or it might be me. It might just be me. So I, I don't know. We'll find out. We'll find out. Or we won't. We probably won't. And that's You're okay. Right. <laughs> yeah. You know what? The sun's going to come up in the east. Yep. Even if he doesn't come on the show. That's true. That's true. At least I hope so. Well, maybe. Uh, let's start with the big news this week, the, the Players Association and the letter that came down the first time to get in the locker room today uh, to hear from you guys. Uh, what was your reaction when you saw that, Chris? Um. <laughs> Uh-oh. Uh, <laughs> wow, you guys are really going for it today. Going like, right first question. Right at it. Uh, I won't right, hide it. Wow. Um, that is a, that's a, that's a very tough situation and, uh, I have to be really honestly careful about how I answer this. Um, some of the things in that report are not exactly surprising to me. Um, if I'm being completely honest, uh, you know, there are instances and and some things that, that I've seen and, and I've talked to people about that have gone on in this building that haven't really put the relationship between players and people in the best light, uh, personally speaking, from what I've seen and from what I've heard from people that I've talked to who have been here. Uh, and that's not what you want. That's not what you want. You don't want the NFLPA coming in here and discouraging people from coming to this team and, and it really helping you out. You know, free agency and getting talented players in here is is really the lifeblood of NFL teams because you know the draft you can you can get talent in the draft as much as you want but you every good team has to have good vets and and free agency is very important you want to get you know the vets that you want who are good for your locker room to come there but those guys aren't going to come there if this stuff kind of comes out and so you know I've had conversations with some people um, about that you know I, I had conversations with people when I was on my way in here and they warned me about some of the things that have gone on, some of the disagreements that players have had and things. And and if I get asked questions about that, I have to be completely honest because my name is attached to any recommendation that I make in this league. Uh, and I hold that before I hold, 
you know, winning games. You know, I, I want my name and my word to be honest before I tell somebody something that's untruthful just to get them here to win games. And so, you know, there, there are relationships that need to be mended. And, uh, you know, I can't really say anything about how things are dealt with. You know, that's getting into territory where I kind of got to wrap up my answer to this. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, it's, it's a sensitive subject. It is. That's a, it's the big subject. So thank you for answering the question. We as best that, as I man. could. Yes, very good. Uh, let's talk <laughs> a little ball now. Uh, we'll get to your touchdowns in a minute. But you're yeah. getting some playing time at wide receiver these days. You started on the practice squad, yes, have sir. moved to the active roster now. And to get that opportunity is huge. Yep. Um, very fortunate. How fun is it each week to, to be out there oh. and, and ready to roll? I mean, it's awesome to be out there with people like Chris and Keelan and everyone else in the wide receiver room. It's it's an honor to be out there and just got to keep grinding. A little more than just returning kicks now, too. Yeah. I mean, that's, yeah. uh, which, which, you know, that's obviously a lot of guys break in in special mm-hmm. teams. Yep. Uh, tell us about the kick return game, though, for you. Okay. And yeah, what is I mean, the best part kinda, of it? That's kind of been it's been my game since college. It's your mic. Started. <laughs> <laughs> Microphone etiquette. Thank yep. you, co-host. Started off, um, actually, my freshman year in college, started off doing kick return. And it's kind of just been my kind of my little niche I've been doing, and I'm happy to help out the team here doing that here too. So, good stuff, man. Yes, now you also uh, you're part of the famous apartment with. Uh, I am. <laughs> yep, I got two roommates. I can't even imagine the scene over there. But uh, <laughs> um, you obviously know Gardner, and he still remains a topic. Yep. Uh, are you? I guess I tell us a little something about him that maybe people don't know. Uh, that, that you can share on the air without getting too deep. <laughs> um, let me see here. Or why you know, there is he was, able to handle what he's going through? Yeah, well, I mean, he's, I mean, he's what everyone sees him as, right. you know. He's never skipped a beat. He's always been the guy. He's always coming in here on Mondays doing film. I mean, I know you guys always hear the same old things, but we do have a little funny story. The, the other night we actually had the, the cops ended up in our apartment room. I guess he, he he had a little night terror or something. He had a little scare. Okay. Dewey, uh, I guess Dewey might have been talking in his sleep. I don't know what was going on, but he ended up calling the cops because he thought Dewey was getting kidnapped or something. So we had four cops in our apartment room. Woke up at 3.30 in the morning, four cops in our room. So, yep, it's, they all it's a story to remember. No, they actually, well, they recognized him. And they oh, shook his hand and stuff, and he admitted he called the cops. He messed up. But it was, pretty, it was a pretty funny story. <laughs> and it was kinda, well. Yeah, he didn't even okay. look out for us. I had no text, no phone call, no nothing from him. He just, just kind of he just called, called the, the cops, cops to protect himself. Just to protect himself. Wow. Barricaded himself in his room, put his dresser <laughs> in front of the door. He said, <laughs> yeah, well, well, then. All right. I'm not even sure where to That's go with that. Yeah. Hey, you asked, John. <laughs> yeah, well, I, I was, you I was, asked for a story. <laughs> I expected maybe I, I got a mania story. Hey, you know. <laughs> That's a pretty good one. That's, I don't know if we'll uh-huh. top that one for a while. All's well, though. Yeah, no. House. Nothing That's happened. Yeah. Okay. We were all I safe. I trust this is not how it so happened. Dewey just sleep talks. Apparently, yeah. he <laughs> sleep yells. <laughs> he was saying that he was screaming in his sleep. Saying, like, don't do this to me. Like, why are you doing this to me? He was screaming to the point where Garner thought there was someone in there. Yeah. And I guess he thought I was already dead or something. I don't know. He just didn't care about me. Just, wow. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> There's a team psychologist over here, right? We need to get them involved. Um, Ooh, it's no, been a rough year. Stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, it, it just got a little rougher. It, yeah. it is interesting. Um, two touchdowns. Two big touchdowns. Fourth quarter touchdowns, including the game winner with about 31 seconds to go. Um, for everything that had gone on the last month and a half to finally come through, get in the end zone a bunch, and, and, and win that football game was big for this team. Yeah, you know, um, I think that 
the the biggest thing I took away from this Sunday is the difference in the way that the team approached the second half this time. Uh, you know, in the last couple of weeks, we've been down going into the second half, and I sensed more of a feeling of of guys, you know, saying, "Hey, this needs to happen. Uh, this needs to happen. This change needs to be made. You need to do this. This need this and that and this and that." And rather than just coming in and saying, "Hey, like I believe in." I believe in you. I believe in this team. We can do this. Just settle in, eliminate mistakes, and let's just go play. And that's what happened this weekend. There was more of a, you know, on offense we said, hey, the defense is playing great. Let's just go out there, settle in, eliminate the mistakes, and let's just go play, man. Let's just go play, and we'll get back in this thing. And that change in and of itself, it allowed guys to go out there and play freely and not press, and we got the results that we wanted. Is that something, and I'm trying to think how to phrase this, but you've never really been through a season like this. In Kansas City, you had success never. every year. Uh, so the, the teams you were on never really had to learn. Like they that. had to learn how to win. Okay. Um, I, my, my rookie year, we lost five games okay. early in the season, and it was a pretty low place. And in those games, we lost a number of them uh, by three or less points. Uh, you know, one possession games and we lost them early at the beginning of the season. And there was a time where we came in and we had a team meeting and everyone was told to look in the mirror and, uh, you know, really just evaluate themselves and what they wanted the season to be. And we came out, you know, the next week and, and we put together a game and we won something like the, the game this weekend. And, and we had a couple of those games where we just were behind, but we found a way, found a way to win. And we began to build this confidence and not only confidence, but this trust for each other and in a locker room to where we rattled off 11 straight wins after that, you know, 10 in the regular season and then one in the postseason. And people will say, oh, you know, that was just this great team. And you guys know, really, the team learned how to win going through those adverse times and I think that's really what this team is learning how to do a majority of the NFL games are won by a possession or less and so you have to find a way when you know stuff's hitting the fan and when all the chaos is going on to really quiet things down and really go back to the fundamentals and not freak out and do something differently and this team is learning how to do that right now all right this is the time of the show where we invite you guys to ask each other some questions and we're going to need another another story from the apartment before the show's over okay i don't know if you can top that last one but um you got any questions for chris do i Um, Mm. he's a rookie he's got to step up at this point yeah Yeah. i guess (laughs) you gonna go surfing today today uh i probably won't go today i don't know what the forecast looks like today uh and then other than that uh practice tomorrow uh i don't like to go before we have rough days of practice um because although i'm not taxing my legs i do to work to surf for a very long time you know some some surfers go out there and they'll do an hour session hour and a half i probably average three and a half hours oh wow three and a half hours out in the water yeah i i overdo it every time but um i think that's just me being an endurance athlete i just kind of just Stay out there and forget track of time. Hmm. Are you a surfer? I'm not. Naples? No, no. Is the surfing? You're not. Just fishing. No, That's it. Just a little bit. Yeah. No surfing. There's not much surfing on the Gulf. Yeah, I can see nah. that. 
pretty pretty flat. Yeah. You don't get much opportunity. Maybe a little skimboarding, but so have you had a chance here to to get out and fish? I haven't. I, you I have was not. actually I was talking to him to today. Fish. Oh, to fish. To yeah, fish. No, I'm yeah, sorry, yeah, yes. yeah. I've had a chance to fish. They actually brought us out all the rookies. We did a little charter. It was pretty cool. And Very then I know nice. our nutritionist Steve. He fishes a good amount, so looking to hook up with him one of these off days too. So love Very it. Very nice. Yeah. Love it. What do you got for him? Uh, Michael. <laughs> if that, in fact, is your in, name. Yeah. <laughs> in this first year, you've seen a lot of stuff go on um, on the field, off the field, in the building. Yeah. What have you been able to take away from this season, the good, the bad, uh, in the games on the field, practice squad to active roster? Yeah. What have you been able to take away what is different about the NFL than what you thought going in? Honestly, coming in, um, I was used to, you know, Boston College was a, I don't know, coaches kind of had a, a big, I don't know, I don't know how to explain it. Coaches were, had a lot of control over the players, obviously, in, in college. And here, it was just a little, it was a little different for me realizing that players can kind of, you know, do what they, do what they want at times, you know what I mean? Coaches don't necessarily have a say over everything the player wants to do or can do. And just seeing that here, and I'm sure that happens all across the league too, and just seeing that and in the building and stuff and just understanding that was definitely a, a big little difference for me from college to the NFL. A little bit of an adjustment of mm-hmm. being a pro, having you know I mean? to kind of have more take ownership. Yeah, you got to be a professional. You got to be a pro. Mm-hmm. It's all about you got to handle stuff you're on see, your own. Look, Chris, learning. As a veteran, <laughs> Chris, do you see the pain? Can you see rookies like Michael? So, I mean, is it sort of a pattern that they go through in terms of they get in, they're wide-eyed, mm-hmm. then by the end of the season, oh, I get it. You're talking about the rookie yeah, wall, but the rookie no, growth is more important sure. than the rookie wall. For sure. I think, I think the rookie wall is real. But, uh, you know, I think there, there is a pattern and, and, uh, that people have to go through coming into the league, learning, oh, wow, I'm not the best player on my team anymore. Uh, wondering, wow, I might not be the best player on the field anymore, but that doesn't take away from the fact that I can still affect this game. And that's something that you learn over time uh, getting out there is your opportunities might be fewer, but they are of greater importance. Mm -hmm. Uh, But then also learning how to prepare during the week. How do you prepare your mind? How do you prepare your body? Uh, What steps can I take to maximize those small opportunities? Very nice. I like that. So Very what happens well the next time Gardner Very calls well the cops? Said. What's yeah. going to – I couldn't tell you. I couldn't tell you. Hopefully there's not a next time. Hopefully there's not a next time. <laughs> that was interesting. That might have been the best story we've had on the well, show, Chris. It might be. Very well might be. Got a new number well, I'm one. I'm glad. Uh, Michael, thank you for coming in. Appreciate, I appreciate it. you having Michael me. Michael Walker, uh, Jags wide receiver. Chris Conley with us each and every week. Appreciate your time. And, and congrats on the touchdowns and the win, guys. We appreciate yeah, it. And uh, let's, get, it. let's get one in Atlanta this week. There we go. Sounds good. And then let's another against Dandy the week after that. Bring it on. Let's, it let's, let's just stick Finish with strong. Atlanta Okay, now. Hand. You know, you start going two weeks down the road. You make He's always doing nervous. that, Chris. JP's always doing that. Let's just focus on this week. One week at a time. There we go. Back in a moment, players to watch. We'll have Jimmy Luck in here in a little bit as well. It's Jaguars Happy Hour presented by the Fields Auto Group on the Jaguars Digital Network. You can step up to luxury now. Hello, I'm Dan Fields. Whatever you're driving, you can step up to luxury now. Plus, get our Fields amenities, which include complimentary loaners, car washes, and our cafes. Make this your year to step up to luxury at Fields Cadillac, Mercedes-Benz, Porsche, Land Rover, Jaguar, and Lexus. 
When it comes to the ultimate car buying experience, there's only one name that matters, Fields. And Fields matters because you matter. The Fields Auto Group, proud partners of your Jacksonville Jaguars. Hi, I'm Josh Lambeau. Do you like football? Lambeau drills it. You love your little furball? Interested in helping homeless pets? If you answered yes to any of these questions, you'll want to sign up for Pet Paradise's Points for Pets program. Each time a field goal is made at a Jacksonville Jaguars home game this season, you will receive $3 to use at any Pet Paradise location, and we'll also donate $3 to help North Florida homeless pets. Visit jaguars.com slash petparadise to sign up and let us give your furry friend an unforgettable visit. Pinpoint, the official signage partner of the Jacksonville Jaguars, helps business decision makers like you maximize the impact of their brand. Your company's identification, advertising, and even the words you use make an impression on your clients. With Pinpoint as your coach, you can make sure it's a good impression. Pinpoint provides the creative design and production services for anything you need to enhance your brand, from custom signage to complete marketing solutions. Step up your game with Pinpoint and create the ultimate brand experience for your clients. Visit experiencepinpoint.com. You've reached the Rookie Support Hotline. This is Peyton Manning. Your commitment to keeping Sunday laundry free is truly inspiring. And Tide is committed to your commitment. You're making the world a better place for our rookies one week at a time. They grow up so fast. Remember, there are plenty of other days of the week. And Tide is America's number one detergent for all of them. If it's laundry night, it's got to be tied. Welcome back, Jaguars Happy Hour, presented by the Fields Auto Group. JP Shadrick, John Osier, and that music each week means it's time for Jimmy Luck to join us, head equipment manager. What's up? What's happening? I saw. I like you had the Tide commercial right before I came on. You got to keep your uniforms clean. Yeah, that's, that's right. right. Yeah. Yes, that's right. You don't want to do it on Sunday. That's the, the the bit right now. Yeah, it was early Monday morning last week. Okay, right after the long <laughs> trip back and, and everything coming well, across country. Yeah. So, all right, here's let's go back to to Oakland and. Mm-hmm. After the aftermath of that football game, the Jags mm-hmm. have won, and it's starting to descend into a little bit of um, <laughs> uneasiness in Oakland, uh-huh. let's say. Uh, they ended up clearing the field and getting all the yep. media people. They wouldn't let them back on the field, apparently. So for you guys, for Jags equipment, getting everything going, at what point do you start putting things away and getting them out of there and getting just in case <laughs> all hell breaks loose? Um, well, we had a little bit of a plan in place. Um to possibly start moving some things early um, off the sideline, and we did. And uh, we sent a few things from the locker room, too, because a lot of the logistics there at Oakland is just isn't the greatest. It's, it's one of the o- trickier stadiums to get stuff in. Yeah, now. you have the yeah. elevator. you got to go up and down. You can't – you know, there's no ramps or anything, and it's kind of a pain. So, with about – I guess right before right before Derek Carr slid for the clock stoppage – Yes. Um, I said, okay, that's, I think that's it. Go ahead. I had some trunks inside. I told the guys to go ahead and take them out to the truck. Um, George, one of my assistants, is on the field. He's sending some stuff up, um, you know, just to get it out of there, things that were easier so that somebody just couldn't run by and grab it and run off. So he's sending a few things up. And then uh, next thing you know, we get the ball and we start driving, and I'm like, oh, my goodness, we better not kick a field goal here and go to overtime. (laughs) And George is thinking the same exact thing on the field. And then when we scored, it was like, okay, good. Like, all right, field goal, like no overtime. It's either yay or nay here now. So, But then, you know, obviously, we won, and it was great. And uh, things did get a little crazy down there on the sideline, packing up. Um, 
I think one of the guys that was helping with the headsets got hit with a water bottle. And then I think that was when our guy said, okay, that's it, we're done. And they finished up and then ran off. Got out of there. <laughs> got out of there. But you had sort of pre-planned to have stuff maybe a little yeah, more Yeah, we did, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, you know, there was a few would, things, so. yeah. So, And then getting out of there was a hurry. I was, he was trying to call Joe. I'm like, Joe, are you ready? We're trying to get out of here. He was still on the air, I think, so. <laughs> I don't know. It was just kind of because it was a couple of years ago. We almost left Joe. Oh, when getting in and out of done press, before. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Getting in and out of that press box is a different thing than it is at most stadiums because there's yeah. always a line at the press box mm-hmm. it's invariably you, you're waiting and then you know it's it's a tricky stadium there's a reason that it's older so 1966 that place opened and they i don't think they've touched it since 1966 <laughs> at least the last time i was out there they added the the seats on in mm-hmm. mount davis and that's probably about it uh let's get to this week this is your mm-hmm. old place so going to atlanta i mean the team goes to Atlanta a lot yeah. for preseason <laughs> games, but um, the regular season game, I'm sure you'll see some old friends on the sideline. Yep, we'll see some old people up there that I used to hang out with, try to see some uh, family and stuff. Um, kind of in and out quick, though. Um, you know, we get there late afternoon, and then uh, we're out of there right after the game. So not a whole lot of time to spend, but, you know, we get to see some folks, say hello. That's how it works in the league, man. There's quick. nothing worse than having to see people you know on the road. It's <laughs> awful. <laughs> You're, you're a social <laughs> butterfly, John. I, I really I'll tell am. you. You get around. Uh, let's take a look at what the Jaguars will wear this week All right. against the Atlanta Falcons in Week 16. So we're on the road, obviously, so we're going to go with the white. We got uh, Josh Dobbs here. He's from Atlanta, Alpharetta. Oh, yeah. Look at that. So Up north. We're in my number, number one. Number one. Number one. In they told you all about being number, number one, one last week in Oakland, didn't they? Yeah, they did. We saw that quite a few times. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what you got? And uh, then for the pants, we're going to go with the teal ah. pants. Oh, look at that. A curveball. How about yeah. that? So, White a jerseys. lot of people have been finally clamoring for that. And now, Is that the first combination of this this season? Uh, the first time the teal pants. Yeah, this okay. Year. Yeah. All right. And um, my phone may have a message when I get back, but that's what we're going with. <laughs> if it changes, yeah, let's take it to the man. Let right, us, we got it. Let us no, know. that's not that's not what it is. No, that's a totally a joke there. I love it. Um, but no, we've been been kind of wanting that all year. So cool. Well, you get it now. Week sixteen, the Jags and the Falcons. The Jaguars have white jerseys and teal pants this week in Atlanta. Always good to see you, Jimmy. Appreciate, Appreciate it for it, having. Man. Thanks, man. Jimmy Thank Luck. Hi, Jimmy. Yeah. Head equipment manager, <laughs> Yannick Ngakwe had yeah. himself a game last week. That's what he'll wear in Atlanta on Sunday. Back in a moment, players to watch. We'll hear from some guys in the locker room as well, and we'll wrap it up. It's Jaguars Happy Hour, presented by the Fields Auto Group on the Jaguars Digital Network. You can step up to luxury now. Hello, I'm Dan Fields. Whatever you're driving, you can step up to luxury now. Plus, get our Fields amenities, which include complimentary loaners, car washes, and our cafes. Make this your year to step up to luxury at Fields Cadillac, Mercedes-Benz, Porsche, Land Rover, Jaguar, and Lexus. When it comes to the ultimate car buying experience, there's only one name that matters. Fields. And Fields matters because you matter. The Fields Auto Group, proud partners of your Jacksonville Jaguars. Workers' compensation and auto injury claims can be a hassle. Getting your prescriptions shouldn't be. At Smart Workers Pharmacy, they provide free home delivery of prescriptions with no upfront cost or hassle for the patient. They work with insurance companies and attorneys to handle the paperwork so you can focus on what's most important, getting better. 
If you're injured on the job or in an auto accident, ask your prescriber to send your prescriptions to Smart Workers Pharmacy. Visit smartworkerspharmacy.com to learn more. The official pharmacy of the Jacksonville Jaguars. At ViStar, we believe in better. Better convenience. So members can bank any way they want, whether it's at a branch, on a mobile device, or at one of more than 20,000 fee-free ATMs across North America. We believe that people have better things to do with their time. If you believe that convenience is better, join ViStar. We never forget that it's your money. All loans subject to approval, insured by NCUA. You've reached the Rookie Support Hotline. This is Peyton Manning. Your commitment to keeping Sunday laundry-free is truly inspiring, and Tide is committed to your commitment. You're making the world a better place for our rookies one week at a time. They grow up so fast. Remember, there are plenty of other days of the week, and Tide is America's number one detergent for all of them. If it's laundry night, it's got to be Tide. Welcome back. Jaguars Happy Hour, presented by the Fields Auto Group. J.P. Chadrick, John Ogier. We've had a show today. Yes, we have. Oh, uh, good when you uh, Yes. Yeah. <laughs> we have had yeah. a good show. Had, I should specify. We've had a show. Yeah. Chris Conley and uh, Mike Walker was great. <laughs> the great story. Uh, working his way onto this roster from the practice squad. and We have to find what's going on in that apartment. That is that's something yeah, else now. It's a, he, he just became my player to watch. That's really <laughs> it's amazing. Uh, let's uh, hear from some guys in the locker room today. And, you know, it's it's the first time we've had a chance to go in the locker room to uh, hear from some of the players after the NFL PA put that letter out the other day. I uh, had a chance to sit down with Avery Jones, Jaguars defensive tackle. And here's what he had to say. I don't know why we would do something like that when it's clearly in the rules and things like that. And then especially, you know, guys really love their off-season time. They want to get back, see family and stuff like that. So, obviously, I don't know how you do something like that and not think it's not going to come back on you, especially when people – and then you're taking money out of somebody's pocket and things like that. So, that just confuses me why we would do things backwards when we're trying to show that, you know, we're a good organization and we take care of our players and things like that. And secondly, that's just not a – I feel like it's not a good look for our team. I mean, you look about how this year is going, it's been a very disappointing year. And then the one way to get better is to bring people in. And the one way is to draft, but it was mostly rookies, and some rookies have immediate impact, you know, things like that. But another way is to bring in top free agents. And, I mean, I don't know how many free agents will see that and still think Jacksonville is an attractive place to go to. I mean, on top of we've been losing, I mean – We've been losing. That just happened. I mean, I really don't know what else we really got to offer besides no state tax. So, uh, hopefully to the outside world, other players, they know that the front office recognized their mistake. We're going to correct it as players here. We knew nothing about it. It's a definitely, you know, we got type of players that's not going to stand back and let another player be fine, for, you know, for some nonsense, thing like that. So, we know about it, and we're going to be more on top of it in the future. Avery Jones with uh, a, a real in-depth answer mm-hmm. to that question today. I sat down with him, the exclusive um, there on Jaguars.com, and he'll pretty much tell you how he sees it. Yeah. He's not going to hold any punches. Well, and – what Chris said, what Avery said, is exactly right. You know, whatever's gone on, whatever's happening moving forward, the perception of that 
has to change. The reality of it has to change. And you you can't have the league and players in the league believing that's what this is. So um, it's something that I'm sure Shad Khan is strongly considering what he's going to do after the season and how the tone is going to be set. I don't know what is going to happen with the higher-ups. Only Shad Khan knows that. I think it's obvious that would be considered whenever decisions are going to get made. And realistically, we have to wait probably 10 days uh, before we find out. I would expect this topic to be a major topic the next time Shad speaks. And I wish I had more insight into what was going to happen, but I think there's probably only a few people who do know, and uh, time will tell. But, That's really where but it's at. there's no question that the last sentence of the NFLPA thing, when they caution players and they say you should consider this, you know, I don't necessarily know. Uh, people have asked me, was it appropriate for the NFLPA to do this? So, you know, I don't know. I, I don't, it's unusual, but the reality is at some point they felt there was more of an issue in Jacksonville than they felt like there was at other teams. So whatever the story is, whatever happened, in this case, unfortunately, perception will be reality to a lot of players, and it's up to the Jaguars to somehow change that perception or else free agency is going to be tough. All right, Jaguars and the Falcons coming up this week. The uh, Atlanta Falcons with the same exact record, 5-9. and nine. The Jags going on the road one more time in 2019. Let's get our players to watch for this game. Uh, I'll start off. Why not? Sure, why not? Cam Robinson, left tackle. Uh, had a bit of a struggle in the first half in last week's game. And then second half, this offense finally got something going. Uh, they've got a couple pass rushers in Atlanta. I think Beasley's one of those guys, and Cam's got to have, I think, a better overall consistent game from start to finish. He didn't have that last week. If you know, if, especially if they're going to have to to pass to to get back in games and do all that. So, uh, for me, Cam Robinson on the offensive side. It, you know, there's questions now. You know, you got to get big people on the offensive line mm-hmm. in the future for this team. Well, is that a left tackle at some point? And we talked on Monday night on on this program with. Uh, Prisco and Baselli, do you do you move him around and put him in the interior or something like that? If you're talking like that, then sure. things have not gone exceptionally well. Yeah, I, I've been uh, I've written about Robinson in the Ozone quite a bit this season. People asking, he, he's not playing as well as you want him to, and I think what will have to be gleaned. And I, excuse me, I doubt he will say this, but in the off season conversations and and. Uh, with doctors will have to be gleaned. How much of it was knee, the after effects of that? Mm-hmm. It's always tough, toughest the first year after an ACL. Uh, he's been on the injury report with a knee injury. It has looked at times like he's favoring it. How much of it is that uh, when that gets 100% right, sometimes takes, you can get back on the field in a year with an ACL, but it sometimes takes longer than that to be right. Mm-hmm. That needs to be determined. How much of this is after effects? How, how good can he be? Um, because that's a huge, obviously a huge position. But you don't want to give up on him too soon if it's knee-related. Uh, so I think that has to be a major off-season issue of, you know, where is he, how much was the knee, what can he be moving forward is a huge topic. Defensively for me, Yannick Ngakwe. He had a big game last week, five tackles, two sacks, four tackles for loss, good all-around game for Yannick Ngakwe. You know what? I mean, he's... He's been healthy this year. He's playing for that contract coming up in the offseason, wherever that is. And uh, hopefully it's here. We'll see. Um, 
it's a huge couple of weeks for him to finish up strong, um, get some more numbers, really, to be quite frank with you, and then stay healthy and, and go into this offseason. So, for me, Yannick Ngakwe is starting to, to really come uh, into – at the end of the season, really starting to make his, his case. Uh, yeah, not, not that he didn't already, but I think a really stronger case for well, what he wants. It's a tough year for a guy like Unique because he, he is a sack guy first. And when you trail as much as this team has, yeah. there's, there's not many opportunities for that. For I'm kind of a broken record on this. For Josh Allen and Unique Ngakwe to have combined for 18, considering you had five straight games where you're losing by 17, there's been a lot of games, you know, if, if you count um, this game the other day mm-hmm. and the Denver game, some of their wins even, they've only led late in the game. Very late. Like, so yeah, teams really right. aren't having to pass against them. For Unique to have eight sacks and the impact he's had, he's had a really good year. If it was turned around and they were leading, in, if, if you reversed that, he'd probably have 13 or 14 sacks. So – Good year, I'm sure, from his perspective, get one in each of these last two games and get to double digits, and you kind of put this season in the category of, okay, not my best year statistics-wise, but I you know, got the 10 sacks, had a good year. Let's move on. I, I think he'll be with the team next year, either under the tag or um, signed to a new deal. The challenge will continue to be how you use Yannick what scheme you're going to play to get the most out of him. Is he a true defensive end in most schemes? Could you get more out of him and Josh Allen as more hybrid backers in a 3-4? We won't know that until direction of the franchise is is determined. But uh, they need to figure out some way to keep him use his talent, even if it's not at the exact position they're using him now. Cam Robinson, Yannick Ngakwe, my two players to watch. John, who you got this week? Uh, I believe I had the two safeties. You do. Uh, uh, Jared Wilson and, and uh, Ronnie Harrison. I don't know that this is the obvious matchup that it was last week for these guys. Uh, Waller is obviously a huge name with the Raiders. Titans. I mean, uh, the uh, Falcons don't really have that level of tight end. But it was clear in the first half last week that the Raiders said, we're going after the safeties. And they did. And they went after Trey Herndon, too. They went after the secondary. But the safeties struggled in that game early, seemed to get better late. Uh, safety is a position that has been up and down for the Jaguars this season. So I think based on the tape last week, I'm sure the Falcons, Matt Ryan's capable of going after whoever he wants to. So I'm sure they'll go after the safeties in this game. It'll be a big game for them. All right, safety's on defense there. And offensively, uh, you're going to a guy who wasn't playing last week. Yeah, and uh, it's really a way to talk about the entire receiving group. They're obviously better with DJ Chark in the field. Though it was impressive last week that Chris Conley, in a game where he was needed to step up, Chark wasn't there, did what they paid him in the offseason to do. He came in, he had a couple of big catches. Chris, who I didn't really want to use in this category, They've gotten their money's worth in Chris Conley. You know, and he also, I think he has four touchdown passes or four touchdown receptions, about 700 yards. Uh, if Chart gets back in, he gives them the element that they don't have without him, which is a big play element. Somehow the Jaguars need to score this week. And when I say score, I mean get to 21, 24, not have to be coming from behind. Chark's still their hope to do that. Chark's their hope to get leads. Wouldn't it be nice to have a lead, JP? Uh, yes, it would. Yes, it When's would. When's the last lead? New York? 
The Jets? I mean, it was like a three, you know, three nothing or something. Yeah, the last time you a, felt like okay, they're in control of this game. They, they haven't had that. Shark is the key for them if he plays to being able to get control. He's he's a dynamic playmaker. I don't think there's necessarily a team that's going to string together four or five long touchdown drives in a game. They did last week late, but overall, this Falcons even is playing really well. DJ's the kind of guy who can turn a couple of plays into, into points and get them the lead early. All right, you've got the safeties, Harrison Wilson and DJ Chark Jr. I've got Cam Robinson and Unique Ngakwe. It's a lot to watch. In week 16, the Jags and the Falcons coming up. Uh, our thanks to our guests, our co-host Chris Conley, Michael Walker, Jaguars wide receiver, Jimmy Luck, head equipment manager. Uh, you too, John. I hope Michael Walker gets some sleep then. I hope so too for the whole for apartment his sake and the entire apartment's sake. Uh, for everyone involved, I'm JP Shatter. Thank you for watching. We'll catch you next time. Jaguars Happy Hour presented by the Fields Auto Group on the Jaguars Digital Network.